When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're on, and this is the first ever Q&A Live, OnlyFans Q&A Live of this season. This is September the 6th, 2023. And as I just said, this is our, our first show where we take questions from members of OnlyFans. Now, how do you get on OnlyFans? Well, you can go to the pinned tweet on our 3 Arch Precarious Twitter page, and all the instructions are there. If not, you can go to a Discord, and we have our dedicated feed, which is OnlyFans. So all you got to do is to go to Discord, OnlyFans, and you will find us. Uh, if you want to be a little bit more... Direct, you could go to discord.gg slash OnlyFans and you sign up for $3 a month. As always, we are brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash the number three yards. That's the number three yards. And you use the promo code three yards and you deposit $100, you get $100. And this is not one of those stupid, you know, like five million time rollovers where, you know what, you got to bet this $100 like about 10,000 times and make about 10,000 bucks. Before you get your 100 bucks, No, no, it doesn't work that way. You deposit $100, they give you $100. So in essence, you are just basically betting for free. $100. And to welcome you, they have a free square this week when you play your parlay. Dak Prescott, over one yard. Do you think he's going to throw for more than one yard this week? I think so, against the Giants. He throws for one and a half yards. You win. So take it prizepicks.com slash three yards and use the promo code three yards. All right, this is the first ever show, and we got some people in the queue. As I bring them up, they will identify themselves. Um, I guess I'll start every single show with a brief little monologue, and uh, this week's will be on Taron Armstead, okay? We're doing this little thing again where he's not going to practice all year, and, you know, Dave had asked a very, very good question on... Uh, on Mike McDaniel's press availability uh, for today, the 6th, which is a Wednesday of game week. Uh, he asked, you know, isn't it more beneficial to have an offensive line practice together all the time? Well, they don't, you know, because Teron Armstead is never available to practice. Now, here's the thing. The reason he gets away with this is because he's a fabulous player. He's just such a good player. He's one of the best players on the team and one of the best left tackles in football. But, you know, I could be completely wrong about this. And, you know, I, I you know, you could call me a clown if you want. But in my opinion, I think all this f- football inactivity 
leads to more injuries. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. It's my opinion. If you're not doing football, you can't do football. If you're just on the side sprinting, stretching, doing whatever the hell calisthenics you want to do, when you line up to play football, you might get hurt. It's just my opinion, and I think that's what's leading to all those knick-knack injuries that Taron Armstead has had. Uh, it looks like we're going to do this again next year, and that will be my prediction why they're probably going to have a new left tackle next year uh, because I fear that this is going to lead to more injuries. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong, and he'll have a completely clean sheet this year, play 17 games, or play 16 games because they, you know, they could sit him out for one game because they already clinched their playoff spot or a first, you know, first round by them, which would be awesome. But in my opinion, you know, if this leads to another injury plague season where he misses considerable time, they're going to have a decision to make and they're going to probably have to look into another direction. All right. We're here in the queue we're, as I bring you up, you have to identify yourself, just say your name and ask your question. And of course, uh, if you want to ask questions in the chat, I can answer them for you as well. But uh, as I bring you up, identify yourself. And here is the first one. Uh, my question actually has to do with Selvin Ahmed. Um, you know, last year I thought, you know, in the very limited carries he got, he just seemed like a, like he really fits this system. And then obviously this preseason, um, he looked great. So my question is, would you be more shocked to see him like in these first four weeks with Wilson Jr. out? maybe surpass Moster as the lead back, or would you be more shocked to just see him um, maybe fall behind Brooks and A-Chain down to maybe the third or fourth spot? No, nah, uh, thanks. I, I, would, I actually would expect him to elevate himself to RB2 in this little stretch right here. He has such a great camp. And I've said this before, Savan Ackman has never really had a bad moment. Like, when has he had a bad moment? I don't remember the bad moment in the Dolphin uniform. If somebody has one in the, in the chat, you could you could tell me. That'd be awesome. But I think that it's more likely that he elevates himself in this little time here that he has uh, with Jeff Wilson on IR. And now, does he take over Raheem Mostert? I doubt it. Raheem Mostert has also not had many bad moments. He had the fumble against the Packers. That was pretty big. Uh, they were going to put that game away when he fumbled. Um, but I think he'll hold on because Raheem Mostert's a more complete back. Uh, Savan Ackman makes plays, will make plays, and I think he'll be RB2 when Jeff Wilson comes back. And who knows? They might revisit the Jonathan Taylor thing uh, before the trade deadline, which is on Halloween, October 31st. So... No, uh, I don't think he dumps down. I think he elevates himself. And I would expect him to play on Sunday, by the way, against the Chargers. I don't think that's an, that's going to be an issue. I think he'll play against the Chargers. I think he'll play well. And I think uh, if we're going to start predicting snap counts, i say it'll be like 60-40 maybe. I don't know if Achain's going to play, but let's say he doesn't. I think it'll be 60-40 in favor of Mostert. So 60% of the snaps for Mostert, 40% for Ahmed. I think they'll play two guys. I don't know if they'll play three. Um, they might just have A-Chain return kickoffs. All right, let me see if there's another. Yeah, there's a, a question in the chat. It says, um, he asks, uh, Paco Hinojosa asks, odds Dolphins trade for Taylor before he comes off the pup? No, 
they won't trade for Jonathan Taylor before he comes off the pup. That's something that they'll revisit at the trade deadline or or shortly after he comes off the pup. All right. Um, as I bring you up, just identify yourself. And there's another question in the chat. Uh, they ask, are we concerned about concussion spotters this year overreacting? Well, they overreacted last year. So, you know, stands to reason that they'll probably overreact once again. So, I don't know. Am I concerned? Well, you know, I, I'd just be suspicious of it. Uh, I, I'll just say that. Uh, don't dance around, you know. You know, don't look hurt. Let's just say that, okay? So, in other words, by doing what they did last year, what they've created is an atmosphere where guys are just going to, even if they're injured, they're going to try to hide it so they don't get pulled from games. So, eggs on their face, Uh the overreaction led to some stupid policy, and that's where we have right now. Another question in the chat. Uh, do you think we'll see Eric E., which is Azukama, on some specific packages? I think so. As a ball carrier, absolutely. As a pass catcher out of the slot, yep. So, yeah, I do expect Eric Azukama to play. He had a great camp, and it's time. Like, you know, the draft pick was used. Wes Walker vouched for him. Wes Walker didn't think he was ready last year. He's gotten more run this preseason. I expect him to contribute this year. Absolutely. Um, whatever Trent Sherfield, whatever they lost with Trent Sherfield uh, going to Buffalo, I think they get it right back with Eric Azukama. And I'm excited to see him play. Uh, I obviously I obviously believe in him as far as the talent. Uh, I've seen enough in training camp to think, you know, he's going to be a really good player for this team. Just needs the opportunity. You know, sometimes wide receivers just just and and this is this goes to this is the same thing for Cedric Wilson, by the way. Sometimes wide receivers just don't get if they don't get into the rhythm of the offense, they're not going to produce for you. Let's just let's put it that way, okay? If they're if they're not getting snaps and they're getting pulled in and out, they're probably not going to produce for you. So. Yeah, I do expect them to have a nice year. I expect them to to perform. Another question Chan asks in the chat, what do you expect the running back rotation to be like? Uh, Mostert starting and Ahmed as RB2 until Jeff Wilson comes back, and then maybe Jeff Wilson gets traded before the trade deadline in a Jonathan Taylor trade. Maybe that happens. If not, you know, I'm not going to say that it's a lost season for Jeff Wilson, but I think he'll be RB3. I think Savan Ahmed will cement himself as RB2 here rather shortly. Uh, I've always liked the guy. I've always liked him as a player, and I think he's he's going to perform. Uh, another question in the chat. I have Durham Smythe in every fantasy. How screwed am I? Very screwed. Very screwed. I made a prediction that uh, he will not get 30 catches this season. I'm going to stick by it. Like, why? Why throw to the tight end? Now watch him get a pile of catches against the the Chargers. But, no, I think that this offense is going to be centered around those wide receivers and throwing to those backs. So tight end is very, very low priority in this offense as far as a pass catcher. So, nope. Uh, Scoob was in the, in the chat, and he asked, any inkling as to what McDaniel may do differently than last year's matchup? Yeah, uh, he'll run it more on first down, run it effectively, hopefully. So let's do that. Um, 
another question. Do you think the Nick Bosa deal that he signed minutes ago will affect the number Wilkins now and Phillip? No. Uh, it has nothing to do with any of that. So, no. That won't that won't happen. All right. Okay, so another question. A lot of easy E questions. Eric Ozukama questions. Uh, so we're getting ready for some easy E end arounds. Yes, uh, I would expect maybe even one for sure on Sunday. So how disappointed are we in Tyndall? Uh, not disappointed at all. He's a backup. He's a backup scrape linebacker. So he's the backup to Jerome Baker. Hopefully he doesn't have to play because if he has to play, that means that we took bad injuries. You know. All right. Uh, as I bring you up, identify yourself. Hey, y'all, can you hear me now? Yes, I got you. All right, perfect. Um, yeah, so someone here alluded to the fact that um, Armstead probably doesn't have much trade value because of uh, his contract and the fact that he's often injured and doesn't, doesn't play as often as we like. Um, I mean, if there was a guy to get trade value for a left tackle, it's got to be Chris Greer. But uh, I, was, I was just curious what your opinion is. Do you think he has trade value, and do you think a trade is something we're going to pursue next offseason? I think he has a lot of trade value, actually, because uh, you know he's a premium – He's a premium player at a premium position, so he he has a lot of trade value now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Will they trade them inside of this season? Absolutely not. Like, they need them. They need him to be out there on the field. Uh, you're you're playing for a Super Bowl. You want all your best players on the field. You don't want them, you know, on other teams. Like you can't use a second round pick to to beat the Chargers on Sunday. Like you can't say, hey, you know, we, we got this pick in 2024. It's kind of cool. Do we get like three points for it? No, you don't do that. So not this year, but in the off season, you know, maybe they test the waters a little bit. You know, maybe just a little bit. You know. 
in the least bit, they're going to have to do some type of drastic restructure to try to lower his cap figure going forward uh, if they actually do believe in him fulfilling the, the entire contract. But I just think it's ominous that we're starting on on this same foot another year. Not that I'm that I'm saying, oh, he's going to miss 10 games this year. No, no. He could easily play 17. You know, that, like I've, I've said that. But I just think it's ominous that, that we're starting off on the wrong foot once again. He's not practicing, and we're doing this little kabuki dance going right up until Sunday. Oh, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Was he spotted at practice today? Uh, we already had that happen already with David Ferronis uh, posting on his Twitter account that, no, we did not spot Teron Armstead today on the field. And usually I'll tell you what, how that works, okay? You walk in through the parking lot, you go through the, the, pre- the, the press room, which is on the second floor, and then you come down. And when you come down to the field, what you always do is you look on, out on the field and you say, okay, who's out here? Is anybody running out here? And sometimes you'll catch a Braylon, San- a Braylon Sanders running routes. Sometimes you'll catch Elijah Mitchell on the bike. I mean, Elijah, that'd be nice if we had Elijah Mitchell, by the way. Uh, Elijah Campbell on the bike. Uh, and sometimes you catch Teron Armstead jogging around, you know, getting in some cardio. You know, today he was not spotted out there. So who knows if he's playing or not. So I just, I don't think that they want to do this another year. Who knows? They might, you know. That's the thing about him, though. When he plays, he's absolutely a fabulous player. He's added as advertised and worth every single penny. Uh, and I've made this joke before. His, uh, his contract, which is kind of friendly, you get what you pay for. Like, you're essentially paying him per game, <laughs> you know. You know, I'd be absolutely cool with telling Teron Armstead, how about this? Let's sign a contract. We pay you a million dollars a game. You play all 17, you make 17 guaranteed. How is that, Teron? I'd gladly sign that in a second. Pay him a million dollars a game, guaranteed. Why not, right? You got anything? Yeah, yeah, why not? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess, um, what do you expect for Bradley Chubb's stack numbers this year? I I feel like a lot of people don't, don't like that trade because of what they, I mean, they look through his numbers, but I mean, in this office with Vic Fangio, you know, if he's healthy, I think that's probably the biggest question there. If he's healthy, what do you expect him to be? Yeah, he's gonna uh, he's gonna elevate players around him just like he did last year. When he arrived, the Dolphin pass rush actually had an uptick, and so did Jalen Phillips's production. So, I would expect him to have a pretty big impact. And I'll tell you this: it's entirely possible that Jalen Phillips will have 16 sacks this year. Get all the press and everybody be going crazy about, oh, my God, they got a defensive player of the year candidate. And on the other side, Bradley Chubb would have 10 sacks and be more impactful. I think that's entirely possible. And I think that actually can happen. All right. As I bring you up, uh, identify yourself. And there's a few more in the chat, and we'll finish up after those. All right. In the chat, we have... uh, Chosen, who's a guy we brought back on, on OnlyFans. He was banned for for a few months. Now he's back. <laughs> uh, he writes, will Keon Smith get first opportunity for left tackle next year? Or would they look at free agent draft first if Armstead retires? Wow. Like, he's going right to retirement, huh? Okay. Like, let's say, let's say that happens. He retires. I think Keon Smith will be in the in the mix, but they'll be looking for a replacement. And if it retires, that opens up some some cap dollars, right? So maybe they use it to to you know get his replacement. But I don't think he's going to retire. There's money to earn. It's still out there. You know, uh, somebody writes him, which is which is 
which is informative. He writes in the chat, we've guaranteed $5 million of his $13 million salary next year. He will not play 17 unless there are playoffs, and he goes 14 in the regular season. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, Scuba's back into the into the chat, and he writes, with a new contract for ZS, which is evidently Zach Sealer, do you think uh, Sealer's role will change more snap count? Yes, a higher snap count, although, you know, let's face it, uh, Wilkins already has a high snap count. You know, you're going to increase Zach Sealers. You know, you're stressing those interior linemen again, you know, and you're not carrying too many. So, um, yeah, I would, I would caution against it, but I do see it happening, though. All right, uh, another question in the chat. Do you see Elliott starting next to Holland or Jones? Uh, I expect Brandon Jones to be the starter, but I expect Deshaun Elliott to play a lot. So, uh, yes to basically both questions. All right, as I bring you up, identify yourself. Hey, everybody. Chosen in the flesh. <laughs> All right, quick question. Um, for those, I'm asking for everybody in general. Uh, maybe they don't know, maybe. But what is the charger, the uh, main weak spot, and how can McDaniel uh, manipulate it? For for a W on Sunday. Okay, so you're talking about their weak their weakest spot on defense. Yeah. Okay, and that McDaniel can okay, uh, on early downs they're gonna play with very light boxes, and I don't think that's gonna change. Okay, they're gonna show a lot of like what's gonna look like a pressure five front, which just means uh, all that really means is they're gonna play six behind and they have five at the line, so they're threatening a five man blitz every time. You can identify those things, and you can actually isolate two guys to run at every single time. If they have a good game plan and, they're, and they get the correct fronts, they could bust off good runs on first down, and that could start setting them up the entire game. So if I were to look for something that is a key for that game on Sunday, it's that. Look for the, the light boxes with the five-man fronts that the, the Chargers will play on first down, and then expect Tua to actually audible to the type of runs that are going to isolate one guy and one guy in particular. And this is something that you saw against Buffalo and it worked splendidly. Uh, I think they got to employ it against the chargers because I don't see them coming out of that. I think that they're going to stick to that because the alternative is just too bad. You know, they can't commit too many people to the box because Miami could just beat them with passes over the top. So I would expect that to be the key in the game. All right. As I bring you up, identify yourself. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Um, Dolphins Craze on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, so don't need like a star player here like Tyreek, obviously Waddle, but who do you think has to have a big game Sunday for us to win? Like under the radar player. Uh, our guards. Robert Hunt. And whoever the hell plays left guard, and my guess it's going to be it's, it's going to be uh, Isaiah Wynn. Our guards are going to have to be good in this game because uh, Tua is going to be calling. Uh, you know, he's going to be looking at those fronts, and I think he's going to call some runs out of RPO, and they're going to have opportunities to get some quick hitters inside. So yeah, the guards have to play well. They have to play well. They have to dominate their tackles on Sunday for them to to win this game. So yeah, that's who I would say is the guards. All right, and then uh, the last one as we get out of here. Identify yourself as I bring you up. 
Hey, I'll just Jack with uh, Sensible Dream on Twitter or X, whatever it's called. Um, so my question, uh, my new question is, uh, when it comes to when it comes to uh, our, our defense facing um, Justin Herbert in Week One, um, how do you see that playing out? And and do you think historically Vic Fangio defense against Justin Herbert has 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 yielded good positive results for Vic? Um, hey, how do you see that playing out? Yeah, it has. It has uh, yielded positive results. Look, I'm going to give you the the front page on Justin Herbert. You know how they say, you know, Tua is obsessed with throwing over the middle? Justin Herbert is not. Justin Herbert likes to throw to the perimeter, likes to get out on, on outside of the hashes. He doesn't like to really push the ball toward the middle of the field. So I think that they're going to try to funnel stuff back into the middle of the field. They're going to try to play with leverage to try to force some tighter window throws. And if he's just a little late, that could be the difference between a PBU or maybe even an interception going the other way. So I do expect some of that, and I expect a lot of pressure five stuff from Vic because he's had success with it before against uh, Justin Herbert. And when I say pressure five, all that really means is, uh, is like fire zone, which is – you're rushing five and keeping six in the zone. You're keeping three underneath and three deep. So I do expect a lot of that in the game plan against Herbert. And I think that we'll have success because Herbert has yet to defeat it. And we're going into, what is this now, year four for him? So he's had issues with defenses, good defenses, that can play that against him. So I'd expect it. I expect more of that. On Sunday, and I do expect the Dolphins to win. I've said so already, and you're getting a sneak preview on third uh, on of what I'm going to predict on Thursday on three yards per carry. All right, uh, we have a couple more, and we're going to close it right here. Uh, uh, Kino on the in the chat asks, uh, "Who scores the first touchdown of the season for us?" Alec Ingold on a dump off. A uh, little waggle play from Tua to Alec Engel from six yards away. Six-yard touchdown. Alec Engel. He'll score the first touchdown of the season. And the last question. Uh, two-parter it comes in the chat, and we're going to end it here. Any updates on the timetable for Needham? And second question, thoughts on Travis Kelsey Chiefs? Just listed him as questionable. How wild would it be if he played tomorrow night? I'll take the Travis Kelsey one first. They got him listed as questionable, which mean, which kind of tells me he's playing. Because questionable is the, is the new probable. And we know that since they changed the designation. So, yeah, that's actually really good news for the Chiefs. That he's listed as questionable. And as far as the timetable for, for Needham... Uh, he just doesn't look ready. Uh, I've I've been told, you know, six weeks into the season. So, like week six, you could start looking for him. But who knows? Maybe it's a little faster. Maybe it's a little slower. But uh, I would just say not anytime soon. Uh, I would absolutely give him the four weeks that is expected at the beginning of the season. Give him the four weeks, and then let's see where we're at with uh, Nick Needham. All right, that's it. Uh, until next week, uh, when we do this once again. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.